Hi, it's Paul. Hi, it's Damo. And it's time for the PD Sports Podcast. With Damo and Paul. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the PD Sports Podcast. We are up to episode 23, and we have an absolute blinder one in store for you. Damo, say hello to the lovely listeners. How are we, everybody, listening to the pod? It is an absolute massive, massive, massive special pod this one is. It's that special of a pod that I've called for reinforcements. I need help because the AFL ain't my forte. But welcoming to the pod for his debut... A bit of an AFL guru in our friendship, you would say, Paul. You know, the guy we turn to the most when it comes yeah. to AFL. Jay Hello, boys. What's the going on here? I've, I'm in. How are you, mate? Apart from being apart from being a Ruse that, fan, I would Jayden argue that makes stuff, me know so my stuff even more because I can't just. <laughs> yeah, it probably does. <laughs> so I have to. You appreciate it a bit more. That's right. Too, I, I have to watch the, the poor, so then I know what the good is, and I hope we can get there eventually. But. We might be a few years off. It's all right, mate. What, yeah. Watching the Crows Kangas game just makes me realise how important the it, AFL was for us too. So yeah, <laughs> nah, mate. Just yeah, whatever. We, uh, even if we tried <laughs> to tank, even if we tried to I tank, I think we would tank, and that's the problem. But no one told us we couldn't get off bottom anyway. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah, there you go. Makes no sense, eh? Gonna play for some pride, but we do have a big episode. We dropped a little hint um, on Monday's episode, didn't we, Damo? That we we're probably going to come back this week for a finals special. So we are here. We've got the finals about what just twenty three yes. hours uh, away, seven twenty our time tomorrow. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah, so big weekend of football coming up, both AFL and with traditional soccer as well. So. I think the only place to start, I think we just got to dive straight in, guys, because this could go for a while tonight, this conversation with all four games and the progressions. I want to focus particularly on this weekend's mm. games first, and then we can kind of hypothesize and come up with some thoughts around what the next three weeks look like as well. So I think the one game that I really got a decent grip on is the Port game, Port Geelong game, which is tomorrow night, because... It's just a rerun of last year. So I was lucky enough to actually be at the Thursday night game um, of Port versus Geelong last year. And it was just one of those ones where if Tom Hawkins kicks straight, we probably lose at home, which is a bit embarrassing. But I just, I've got a few questions, Jaden, that I'm going to sort of relay in to this conversation. But just where do you, as a neutral supporter, because I don't want to come across as biased, where do you sort of see this game shaping or where do you think the, the big... I, well, I actually think right, so. this game decides, to an extent, who wins the flag. I think that either team, whoever, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that you get a week off, you get your team, you get your players fit and healthy, yeah. and both teams are proven in finals through their own credentials. Like Geelong making a granny last year, Port one kickoff against Richmond, yeah. arguably a game they could have won. While while the other side of the scale, Melbourne Brisbane. Yeah. Unproven sides in finals. Brisbane let it let it go last year. Melbourne, we all remember that prelim a couple of years ago. So when you look at it like that, these experienced hardened teams, yeah, it might might take the cake at the end. Exactly. The you look at those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You look at the I last think... grand final winners, no, no, Richmond, and even like West Coast. They're teams that just they win finals. It comes down to that sort of stuff. Exactly right. They, yeah. they blend their Games team well with you. They have a good game yeah. plan. Just gets the job done. 
Yeah, I'm trying to I, take my bias hat off, which is I, hard. I think you're allowed to be, mate. If, if, if look, when Paul, North made back-to-back -back prelims, I was up and about everywhere. I knew we wouldn't make a granny because of situations, but I was still claiming it. I was yeah. getting up and about, doing everything that I could to get us over. Like, well, one thing, one thing that we need to try and do is make this game fast. I think you I will. Think. You will, though, at home. Because if we get caught in an arm wrestle... I don't think we get the job done because we don't have the same outlet options that Geelong do. So my two sort of points kind of run together. So my two big points are Port need to run and can we deal with Cameron and Hawkins last year? Yeah, because he, he, he decided Hawkins he wanted to miss himself. everything. Earlier this year... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's part of it. We won by four goals and he missed five or six, whatever it was. Yeah, so, he had a poor day in front of the Cameron... Cameron turned up when we played them here in Adelaide earlier this year and he kicked three or four in the last quarter and got off the leash. So with no Cleary, it does worry me, but he obviously hasn't played for a while. I'm really concerned that our defence might struggle to contain two elite forwards because we haven't been tested like this often this year. When we have, we haven't actually like dealt with it well. So I feel we need this game to be fast, which could actually be a disadvantage because if it's fast going the other way then you've got two of the elite premium forwards sort of one-on-one -on -one with Mackenzie and mm. Tom Jonas which is not an area we want to be in but I think if you get run from Amon, Houston, Butters there's enough quality movement there and then bringing yeah, he's in. is it Fantasia coming in um, that's only going to speed things up forward of the ball as well so I think we were talking about it yesterday, weren't we, Jaden? Like, just almost ice, trying to isolate Charlie. And That's what I would do, because Charlie, you know he's going to bring the ball to ground. Around, or four smalls sort of floating around him. Because, I mean, if I'm Geelong's coach, Always I'm planning for, to negating Charlie, because I'm not worried about other forwards. But if you almost use him as a decoy, and you get your smalls involved, you probably kick a winning score. That's where we look the most dangerous. What do you think to win the score then? As a pure number. Out of curiosity. You, look, you as a pure you number. 13, 14 goals against Geelong, you win. They want to slow the ball down. They chip yeah, in their back that. line. They slow. Because they, they play their own ground well. So playing at, obviously, Adelaide Oval is going to be different. So they have to attack. Is that, is that why their form... Is that why their form's kind of dropped off in the last few then, you reckon, Jaden? Is that teams have maybe figured them out? No, I just think they're their own worst enemy. A lot of times, they'll have a chance to break an attack, and they've obviously got dangerous players, like Dangerfield, pardon the pun, but they, cho they, they, they choose not to. They go backwards, <laughs> and they set up through yeah. Tom Stewart, who, who, by the way, isn't playing, and therefore means Reset. Geelong are going to struggle to go the whole way anyway. But, you know, they want to chip Tui, Stewart, yeah. uh, Blitzars, O'Connor, all these halfbacks. These half-back lines, they're just stat-pad to an extent. Yeah. And against a team like Port, who will set up defensively with a Lear, Lear patrolling everything, it might not be their best bet. Because I think if they attack, and then they go quicker. That suits Jeremy Cameron, who is the difference between this yeah, game and dangerous. the preceding game last year. There was no Jeremy Cameron last year. But then you... Yeah. Exactly, and that's... That's where the speed's our worst enemy because we need it to exploit Geelong's defence, but then they mm. also need it to get through the Lear Lear floating off zone. So it's one of those ones where it's going to be, for me, it's going to be interesting to see how the two coaches actually do manage the tempo because Port's not really a team that do want to slow the game down. 
So it's going to be, for me, like obviously my investment's going to be probably above me thinking critically during the game. Um, but it's going to be, yeah, for me, it's that space and that transition. It's, it's almost going to be defending the center, isn't it? Like those chip kicks inside, probably you're not going to see them. It's going to be long, long ball down the line. And that's where Charlie's shown this year that he's actually brought that contested marking into his game because I've been really critical of him in the past. Me too for not taking enough clunks going down the line. And he's shown this year that he's taken the most in the league. So maybe that's the asset. And then it's you t- he takes his big mark and then it's an outball over the top into an open 50. That's, for me, the best way forward, I think. I don't know what you guys see uh, for, for us to to attack. But if they, for me, if we can get to that point, then there's no it's reason up to 20, we actually. at home with 15,000 fans cheering us on. It's up to 20 now. Part, part of it too. Yeah, got confirmed uh, early so, early I mean, yesterday, I think. Maybe today. Yeah. Yeah, they, they just they yeah, they just oh, that, so. definitely there was yeah, definitely confirmation out today that it was that. twenty. Why not really? So. Yeah, well that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Although apparently Stephen Marshall is a Port fan too, so you know, he might have a little, little sway. I think Geelong's recent form. Yeah. Nah, uh, they can have a few fans in there, why not? Nah, it doesn't really matter, does it? What do you guys think results? I are think I think yet? I think the power win this. I just think Geelong, uh, like Jaden said, they are a bit of their worst enemy. I don't like when they chip it around at the back. Personally, someone that's a neutral, you know, I won't say I have the greatest AFL knowledge. I, I know what good footy looks like, and sometimes Geelong they remind me a bit of like West Coast. You know, they just start chipping around at the back and just like, uh, you know, if they take the game on their unreal. I just think at home, power know how to beat them too previous history and I, for me the points margin that's in my head is power get more than 77 points oh, good. I think power win more times than not and I think the power are going to I think the power are going to keep more than you know 77 total points so I think the power win that at home um, I have port like I said early I'm a, I'm a bit iffy on the margin though because the thing about port is that they can score but I really feel like for some reason they're not going to try to tomorrow because they're like scared of over attacking and getting countered by Geelong, yeah. who that they're fantastic at that when you give them a chance. So it's probably be a pretty dour game. So Port ten points, something like that, I think. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be a great spectacle for the neutral, um, mainly because I just see. I mean, it's evident. Like how I mean, Geelong yeah, well, surely have the. Oldest, there's one reason for that too. As well, but they're experienced. But Exactly, but they, there's a reason why they don't play high-tempo, fast-attacking football because it's not what caters to three-quarters of their starting 22. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's if they were set that way up every week, they'd have so many injuries because their older guys that they've intentionally brought in probably can't, mm-hmm. other than Isaac Smith, well, really I mean, look at their go sele- at that yeah. pace all year. So, I, I mean, I'm leaning, obviously, Port. I mean, look at their selection, though. Like, they, they recruit Higgins from North. And he can't even get a game, so and he's and he would he would be someone who fits the mold of a quicker yeah. guy, despite his age, that can actually run and carry. So it kind of tells you a bit about what their game plan is tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah. their game plan that they want to slow it down. 100%. Like, I mean, they're, they're going to try and get their run from yeah. danger. And Duncan, a returning Duncan, who you know underdone, but is a proven player. So and Isaac Smith, though so they might be leaving too little to too few, yeah. or too much to too few. Sorry. Yeah, and that's you know that might be the point that unravels them because if they get stuck needing to chase, 
and they can't go, then it's just going to create bigger problems. Then you add the crowd influence, and I think there's probably too much there. So I think the three of us are pretty comfortably slotting Port into another home prelim, which again, huge we'll touch on a bit later, which is big. Um, I'm going to be pretty salty because I'm not going to be able to go this year. I actually went to both both finals last year, which was nice, and the atmosphere with obviously COVID and whatnot. But my game of the week is actually Sydney and Giants, which is the Saturday. I have a different. Game, I have a different game. I have a different, game, I have a different game of the week. Be the game of the week. I like. I like another game coming up. I'm just really intrigued because. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean. I mean. Realistically, all four are actually really good. But for me, I'm really intrigued. Just. Obviously, a Sydney derby in Tasmania, there's that element to it. Um, but I'm really interested to see what happens because the Giants are just a team that I can never get behind. And Sydney's a team that started like a house on fire and kind of just sort of hit third gear and I felt like they cruised in. So lots to talk about in this game. And I know you guys have some conflicting ideas on this. Go ahead, Taylor. So take Go the ahead. Floor first. I'm going to take the floor first. Because Jaden's points are going to be a lot better than mine and I might be able to maybe didn't defend. Um, I have the Giants winning this. And I don't just have the Giants winning this. I have Giants as a team that I don't think anyone wants to play. And there's a reason for that. Yes, they haven't achieved what they've had. And yes, they have disappointed probably their fan base with the, the roster they have. But you can't ignore the roster. If they actually paid to their potential, there is a premiership winning roster there, I believe, at the Giants. It's just a matter of it all turning right. Toby's unreal. Um, and if he gets going, then, you know, I don't see Sydney stopping them, really. And then if you, whoever gets the Giants the week after, do you really want the Giants? Probably not. Um, so for me, I feel like out of the teams from fifth to eighth, and that does include the Bulldogs, we'll talk about the Bulldogs a little later, I actually think the Giants are the only team that can win the premiership from outside the four. I have to disagree with Damo, to be honest. For everything he says about the Giants, I believe the exact same thing about Sydney. Now, I'll counter Damo's points first, just for the sake of argument. Now, Damo argues... Damo argues that Giants can oh, win yeah, on potential. It. We've been waiting for them to win for about 10 years on their potential. They, they had their chance in I the know, granny a few the, years, but the they thing. came up against Richmond and they just got shocked into oblivion. Now, second point, you said Toby Green, right? Uh, Sydney have their own Toby yeah. Green in Tom Papley, who just does does just as much for them. I look, I I don't like the he's, guy. He's, 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 he's overconfident to an extent. To being bordering on arrogant, but you can't argue his results in in a game of football. And I just think the the, why, the reason why Sydney win this game, and I actually think they win quite comfortably, is because the fact that they've cruised into the finals and no one's talking about them really is going to be advantageous to them to the extreme. They're six and three against the top eight sides, so if you do a ladder with that, that actually puts them third from my memory behind Melbourne and Geelong, I think. Based on that, so you got to acknowledge that. Two, two. Like I said, I've been they've yeah, been cruising in, and they're, they're they're pretty healthy, minus a couple of mids. But Kennedy's past his prime, and Callum Mills they can cover because that's one mid, and you can find another mid everywhere else. And the most important thing I think is Buddy Franklin. He's healthy, he's fit, he commands a forward line like no one else. All Giants are going to be doing is looking at him, and that lets the other forwards get off the leash. 
uh, the Will Haywards, Isaac yeah. Heaney, like no team has a matchup for him. Patley, like I said, and their, their mids are capable of kicking goals. Yeah. Parker's a good player. Ollie Florin. They've just got... Uh, and and that's right. Like Mumford will play for the Giants and too. try and bully and bruise him. But Hickey's capable, as he's proven this year, to the point where some AFL players think he's a legit player. So... Yeah. Yeah, which is so strange. No, no, four teams now, but yet he's still producing. He's still producing. He's West Coast, and there was someone else in there. Yeah. And their defence is surprisingly Rampy's solid. Rampy's a good player. I'll give Sydney that. Um, yep. That's one thing that, yeah, Rampy, Lloyd, obviously with that sort of mid-sized lockdown and drive off the half-back line, but... There's enough quality going through that Sydney team, and I'm kind of surprised though that like no one's really talking about it. And I feel like they've been a bit like Port this year. I don't want to keep bringing it back to Port, but it's almost like they've they've won the games they're meant to win. They've lost a couple against the big dogs, um, but they've never really been blown away. See, my most um, impressive thing about them, and they go about it in a is, decent manner. If if it's not the buddy show, yeah, yeah. So my most impressive thing about them is that they haven't had that slip up game like all the other teams in the comp. That's, and that means something to me. Maybe others don't really yeah. rate that, but I do. Like, you look at the Dogs, they've lost a couple in a row. Same with the Lions. Port, to their credit, have actually been like that, more or less, but they've kind of escaped with a win. Sydney have just won. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Sydney have just we won all their games. You know, know sure. what I mean? They've, they've lost to the best, but everyone does that. But they just beat everyone. They find a way. It starts with, like, their coat. Exactly right. It speaks for itself. Yeah. They've got that consistency, don't they? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. And that's when I'm looking at picking results, especially in finals, I look, and I value that too. So it's who can get it done or who can be competitive and whose ceiling is as close to their floor. You know what I mean? Like the Giants for me, if you get the Giants' floor, they get absolutely romped. If you get their ceiling, then they can beat anybody. So for me, their variation is almost too great for me to back. And that's why I'm leaning Sydney in this one because I think in a game with this intensity and a derby factor I think I'm going to take the team with the higher floor than the team with the potentially higher ceiling I'm assuming you guys are going to stick with you. not a bad analogy that I'll rate all your points and there is definitely a well with Sydney in this but I'm a man that sticks to my guns I just think that it, the Giants' ceiling in the words of Paul is that great. Yeah, banking on them, it all clicking. Yeah, and I, I just think, you know, they've been there. They've made a granny. Yeah, they're in the Richmond. You get, you cop that. Don't worry, everyone's running the Richmond. I still have nightmares about Richmond. But, um, look, I just think, come a big occasion, if you play to your potential, and there's no other time than finals footy to play to your potential, the Giants' potential outranks what the Swans can dish, I believe. And that's what I'm basing it on. I understand why you guys are basing it on. You guys know a lot more about AFL than me, but I'm still going to stick with the Giants, I reckon. And I can see a world... I can definitely see a world where GWS get a result, but I, I think taking that approach of just knowing what I've seen of both sides this year, I've just not seen... I've not seen anything in Sydney that makes me question whether they're going to turn up. And in a final, that makes a big difference so I think that's why for me this game is really intriguing because it's probably the only one where I see multiple possibilities of an outcome that I'm not expecting I know that sounds really weird to say but 
there's definitely different directions this game can go. And I'm kind of annoyed because Jaden and I are probably going to miss watching this one because we're going to be busy. What time is it? Is it so? Is it twilight or is it? Catch the oh, they're not doing the twilight. Two fifty our time. Nah. Nah, it goes 2.50, then 7 o'clock, which... Interesting. ...is the game that we'll roll into next. Um, oh, can I just finish up Sydney game first? So... Yeah, so just... So the reason yeah, why Sydney win again it. is, in finals, you do have to look for the team that you trust more. And that... Yeah, yeah some, sometimes yeah. you just have to and pick the team the that you think are more trustworthy in finals, because every final's different, so therefore you got to look at the consistency value of certain teams, and... The Giants, while I agree with Damo, their best is top two in the comp, top three. Sydney perform to their capabilities more often than not, so you got to back them in. Yeah, and I think that's what's going to make this game really interesting, to be perfectly honest, because it's got that ver- variance mm. that's going to be fun to watch. So we'll probably catch the second half, I reckon, for that one, and hopefully it's a good a good watch. We'll move on to the Saturday night. Uh, fixture, which is the the blockbuster in Adelaide, uh, we get pretty spoiled. So we get two games, and Tassie get two games this weekend, times. which is nice. quite nice. But we get Melbourne and the Lions, and this is the one that I find the I, hardest to predict. By the way, yeah, I reckon I'm with you. This one's got the thing for me was last week, and Melbourne. Yes, credit to them for coming back from a pretty hefty margin, but. They've just put themselves in that situation so many times. I think I said that to you on Monday, Dave, didn't I? Like, it's almost a positive and a negative. It's a positive that they've got the mentality to work their way through, but it's... I did, can't just keep doing it. I mentioned on Monday night as well. I think if they start like that against the Lions, the Lions are too good going forward. They will just keep on going and kick away and away and away and away and away. And, away and Melbourne won't even get a chance to come back. Um... Yeah. And that's why I went Brisbane on the uh, on the Monday night pod. However, we have Jaden on. A, B, I wanted to hear more thoughts on this game because we barely talked about it, but we kind of went through a quick fire. I've left this one blank in my predictor. I predict the other three already before we started talking. It's the only game in my predictor I did not tick. The reason is, is obviously Melbourne have experience now. Yeah, we know what happened last time they made finals and we know what happened in that prelim. Um, and for me... At the same time, though, the Lions also have experience now, and they probably know that what it was last yeah. year, wasn't it? And it was up in Brisbane that they probably should have won the thing, knowing that they were the team playing at home. Same way, if somehow the grand final was in Adelaide, which is not going to be, they've confirmed that now. Um, that would mean for me the power would be odds on, like hundred percent. You're training your own facility, playing in your own facility. That's for me what the Lions should have done last year. But I feel like on the base on that experience as well, and the fact they are so good going forward, I feel like if Melbourne start pulled the Lions win it. It just it depends on Melbourne start. If Melbourne start well, they have the best defense in the comp. By yeah, the, it's correct. I yeah, think, it's I think you mentioned that. Best anyway, offense Jayden, first, best I defense. I was, looking, right I, I was looking at stats. Yeah, I, I was I was looking at stats before we came on, just so I had some sort of an idea. Um, if this was, if I liked it to. Soccer, I'd always go with the team with the best defence in a game like this. I just think if Melbourne, though, don't start well enough, are they then going to outscore the Lions and say the last two quarters to come back and win? Maybe, maybe not. I don't, I don't know. That's why I went Lions on the on the Monday. But I'll be happily persuaded by you two right now if you think that these should be my tick here. I'm with you, Damo. This game is hard. Ben, what do you think? 
every time I, I pick a team, I switch and go to the other side. Like other than Melbourne's last quarter last week, Geelong showed them up. And when you look, they looked a bit slow to be honest, and they almost had a bit of a too many passengers in the side. I think there's some players. Yeah, but that's that's. But they turned it around though last quarter. Can you, you can't just keep relying on last quarters to save the yourself. The big thing though, guys, and Mel- is Melbourne have done that a few times. Geelong and Brisbane are two very different. Correct. Teams. And and I think Brisbane are more capable yeah. of. So. And the thing is, Brisbane putting them away. Yeah. The thing got to remember why, is like Damo referenced that final last year they... against Richmond, where they lost. They were dominating that game. They just couldn't put the ball through the big sticks. And. Yeah. Shout out to Joshy when he listens to this. That's all we have talked about for a year. Is that one prelim? He was there for that, my mate. Shout out to Joshy. But that's all he kept saying is watching that game. It's like if we keep. I remember we were all together watching it. Win a flag down the local, as they say. But and yeah. we were just all frustrated because we wanted to see a different side in there, yeah. and Brisbane just couldn't get it. Just couldn't get it done. I think they do get it done, though, based on that experience this time around. The fact that it's at the Adelaide Oval makes it interesting because I feel like Melbourne played particularly well at the Adelaide Oval. They also got beat by the Crows in an absolute thriller here. And I feel like the Lions generally play all right at the Adelaide Oval as well. So I don't feel there's really a much of an advantage to either side there. Where if this was played in Melbourne or I'm... Brisbane, you know, obviously you'd take an advantage out of that. But I think the fact that this is in a neutral game makes this even harder to pick. I think I'm just I'm leaning Melbourne just because they can't have two weeks in a row. Like if you're going to be top, you can't play two weeks in a row the way they did last week. Like surely there's a reaction there. I think if you can stop the Giants, those Giants, the Lions ball movement going forward, going to do a lot to stop them. I think midfield for midfield it's similar. Like the matchups there and there are going to be tight, tough with between Petrarca. Um, Oliver and sort of Zorko Do you know I think Neil. the person who can actually break that apart is Lockie Neal. Yeah. He's had a he's been injury prone this this yeah, year and he hasn't quite had the season last year but I think he's a little bit healthier now and he started to get involved last week cuz you know what you're going to get out of Zorko and McCluggage and I think Jared Lyons might just go stand stand next to Oliver and try and negate him a bit so while well, Neal is someone that might be able to get on the end of it Yeah, I like mine. That's that. where people don't give Brisbane much credit, eh? Like when you start rolling the names they're, off that roll through their midfield, they have a nice, good. They have a nice balance. Like they're, they're not all slow yeah. players that win a hard ball. They're not all guys that just run forward of the ball and get caught the other way. They've planned it well. Like Chris Fagan clearly knows what he's doing. Yeah, he clearly does. Um, back to your point, Paul, saying that Melbourne you surely wouldn't go in two weeks in a row and uh, you know having probably another sluggish one. I just want to counteract that for a second or counterpunch it. Just thinking it in terms of just like mental and physical exhaustion of what has been such a grueling 22 games. You've now started poorly. You've given probably as max as you've got to give it to win the minor premiership in the last quarter against a very good side. Is there, is, you know, we speak about this in the soccer sense, you know, you know, midweek Champions League game then bang, you know, weekend game at the league is a sluggish one. I just feel like there could be this aspect that Melbourne, after having such a run in, having played, you know, basically to the max. It's just, no, that's where footy's different. I feel it's just like another, that it's just another game, Damon. I don't want to talk over you, but... 
It's another I, I just feel like they could be sluggish from the moment. I get, I get the analogy, but soccer, you, you don't I know, get the I time. get it. That's what footy, you get the time, you get rest, you get to actually break it down properly. So, it, it's not as much of an excuse in footy because you get the week. You might get six days, but it's enough. Like these guys are professional athletes. They've been around the block. The majority of this Melbourne team's the same from when they were there in eighteen. If they want to be serious contenders, Which I think this is do. a game they can't afford to drop. And I think this game has more riding on it than the Port Geelong one. Because I feel like both Port or Geelong could easily go and win a semi-final. Melbourne's the most capable out of these four to go out in straight sets. I agree. Correct. I, I agree, actually. That's just how I see it. I, I don't think Brisbane... Got see, and also the thing about the, uh, the fitness thing is that if they really need to, during the week, the better players, if they need to recover, they just stand on the sideline. They don't train. They'll do some ice therapy stuff. They'll stretch. They'll have a jog of a lap. That's, that's, that's how they get players through games. Like everyone's sore right now. So they just they do the simple stuff early in the week and they have one session so they're fine come game day. So if anything, they're feeling even freer than they were earlier in the week. Yeah. Which way are you going with this? Looking... Oh, I'll go first. I'm going Melbourne. I just think they can't have two crappy weeks in a row, but I'm not confident. What do you, what do you guys what do you reckon? What do you, uh, me, I reckon the Lions. I just think that if they don't start well, Melbourne Lions will kick away, and you won't kick away anymore. Um, but they just keep kicking away. Sorry, I uh, even if Melbourne start well, they have to play at such a level that if the Lions, with how well balanced they are, the you know the midfield that they've got and the ability they have to kick goals, the Melbourne have got to kick a score. And I just think that we saw the Crows do it to him and, you know, kick a better score on the day at Adelaide Oval, I think the Lions are capable of producing that sort of performance if needs be. But I see this game going more, Melbourne don't start well, Lions kick away and see you later. And then it's just all over. Uh, I'll go Melbourne because I feel like their defence is more capable of holding the Lions back than the other way around. So if Melbourne are capable of hitting a big score, other than Harris Andrews and Stasevich, I don't really see what Brisbane defenders are going to hold up shot. Yeah. All right, so my big thing is if Melbourne are kicking goals from their midfield, that's the key. So if Petrarca's getting on the score sheet, if Salem's at one pushing up from halfback, I think that's yeah, where... Even Oliver's kicking goals lately, Jayden, which is something that he's, where... he's never really done. So Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's just the extra dynamic that Brisbane won't be able to handle. But look, this game for me goes... It's 50-50. I can't... There's too many... The argument's both ways. I can't counteract and say, but this is why I think Melbourne or this is why I think Brisbane. So, look, I think end of the day, it's it, that's the way it's going to be. Um, and I think it's better for Port, I'm going to put the Bice hat back on, if Melbourne do get through because I'd rather not deal with them for a while, to be perfectly honest, because the way that matchups go... I'd just rather not play Melbourne because they've exposed us this year already. Um, and then it's going to fall in line with the the semi or the elimination final that we're about to talk about. But I wouldn't want to be playing who I think would beat Melbourne in and a semi-final. So we've got the Bulldogs and Essendon. This is my game. This is, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this, this game. This is really interesting for me. To be oh, fair, nice. to be fair... Just the Bulldogs' run-in is that horrid and the Bombers have nothing to lose. It would not surprise me in the least the Bulldogs get done. 
There's no, there's no, there's no pressure on Essendon yeah. right now. Other than, other than the, they haven't won a final in so long, and we nothing. understand that. But this is the Dogs who were top three weeks ago and are now playing in an elimination final. All the scope from the AFL analysts, all those people are going to be looking at Dogs and thinking, now guys, you are something here. Hundred percent, and I think the form. But the other, it's not even the form. Like last week. Poor almost lost that game. It's not like the Bulldogs went there and won it. Like we kicked dreadfully in front of goal. We turned the ball over in dumb areas, and the Dogs were good enough to pounce. But they kicked ten four, and we ran away with it. You know, like for me, it was just they allowed us to play our game, um, and they couldn't stop Port. Like they could not stop us dominating that game from start to finish. Our goal kicking was what was keeping the Bulldogs alive. So. I think if the Bulldogs did win, it still probably wouldn't have... Ch- obviously, it would have changed the games, but it would have, wouldn't have would have changed my thoughts going into this one because they haven't actually looked like the, te- the team that was at the halfway point. You know, the best team in the comp. Yeah, with the, their name engraved on the trophy at that point. So, I think... I, I don't know. Uh, this is another one where... I could, there's a world where I see Essendon just turning up and Peter Wright kicking seven again and just <laughs> to meet dominating Pete. because I don't I don't rate the Bulldogs no. defense at all. They've got serious, they've got holes everywhere. Yeah, but defense. Dale's an attacker though. Other he's not Bailey he's not defending. Dale. Like I mean, Alex Keith has done some nice yeah. roles, but yeah. you know, other than that, nah. Yeah, he's not. And Eastern Wood, you can rely on, but the guy gets injured in like, important games and just not match fit. I think. Yeah, exactly. Although the thing that changes me about this game was I didn't realise how important Josh Bruce was to the dogs until he got injured. Like, now all it does, it puts... Yeah. yeah. Nah, and they tried to rut that Team Lewis English Young. It, it just made no sense. That's why they're probably going to rush Steph Martin back in and just pray that he can get through a game. But just why not play Tim English in the ruck, man? Like, I don't think he's ready, especially for a big final. It's clear. it's clear. He's played three games this year, I and know, then they they dropped him. He's had why he's oh, so dumb. You got your number one draft pick. What is he not doing? Is he he must they must have made a big error. He must have checked out. His mentality must be shocking because more often than not, well, I would have I would have played him every week from out. round one. Let him get confidence. Like Let him fill AFL game as a standard. But if he has soon. a couple of quiet ones. It's okay. He's playing for the dogs. They'll it's cover such a for good him. Team. Exactly. Exactly. I rate that. It, it took what twelve weeks from the end of the game. That tells me something. That that's got to be. It's got to well, be more to that yeah. than. No, he's not ready. This, you know, like there has to be. There's more. stories coming out. There's, there there were stories real. about his like his attitude and his personality around. early on in the year, and like you don't know how much you read yeah. into him, but someone's bringing it up. You got to, you know. That's right. Like you don't really accuse any other players of being checked out and all this sort of stuff, unless it's super obvious. Some of the circles that he's involved with don't seem too positive either. I'm not going to name names, but it does. I don't know. There's some big red flags. Like if I'm looking at Hugo Hagen, I'm thinking, yeah. mate. And he was kicking bags in the VFL. It's not like he was doing shit all in the VFL. He was knocking the door down. And he wasn't getting the game. And Bruce, and to be fair though, Bruce was kicking goals, 
And I would have ran all three of the boys. I would have ran. I think they did that one game and it worked out for them. I think they, they did that against us in the in the second game. They did. Yeah. And not in Sydney. Yeah. Ugle Hagen didn't yeah, do so much, but first, like that's whatever. Because we actually have three key defenders, so we could match it. But the other sides don't super hard. And you're going to put a third defender on like Ugle Hagen, let him run and yeah. jump. And you know what Norton and Bruce are going to give you. But the thing for me was when Bruce went down with his ACL, Ugle Hagen should be in next week, and he wasn't. There's got to be a reason for that. And now yeah, they, and then they play Tim English as a full forward, who was rucking all yeah. year. Like Luke Beveridge has made some interesting selections, like you know Mitch Wallace being dropped despite being vice captain, can't get in the side. But I think he missed a bullet there for sure. Exactly right. He was. And he was, was a linchpin last year. He dominated out the goal square, and then they found that Waitman year. guy this year, and they've just said, "Nut, nah, you're a better version of Wallace." Yeah. Yeah, and it just I don't know what's going on down there, um, down the kennel, but. It's. It wouldn't surprise me. I genuinely it wouldn't surprise me. I think either. I'm leaning towards I'm Essendon. They're all, they're full of confidence. They got nothing to lose. Their midfield is fantastic. They don't defend that great, but they don't need to at the moment because they're winning the ball. String is almost unplayable at his best, and they just they just yeah. find that they just score. Like, and their defense is okay, not great, but the dogs aren't really scoring at the moment either because Bruce went out the side and Norton two on one like he doesn't do anything. Well, I mean, not many players can, but... Can't do it. They're, they're the There's always yes. one upset. There's every final series... I might do it. One, I might just pick Essendon, you know? One. This one? I think I'm leaning that way too, to be honest, because... I mean, cool, yeah. Caldwell's back as well. Like, McGrath's back. I think they have to make a trade, though. They've almost got too damage. many mids at the end of this year. Because... Yeah. If they're all healthy, yeah, he yeah, started, we'll and then the Darcy Parish thing came along, and you're not taking him out. Merritt's a star. Stringer starts in the midfield. So, like, Dylan Schill is one that I think is in serious trouble for our Essendon's list. Yeah, I know. He's got market value, though. Like, I don't think anyone really though. wants him. You but I mean? Like, it's one where, because they gave away a lot, they might hold on to him. He does have market yeah. value, though, but where does he go? Oh, with a whole other question, yes. where does he go? But... Maybe someone turned yeah, into a forward. Yeah. Putting the know, midfield on a half or flank thing, reckon, it barely ever works. Yeah, yeah no, that's just trying to cram someone in for the... Some guys are just mids, and, and you just got to accept that. Boke. But, yeah, but I am really leaning on the, the Essendon train here at the moment, I think, and I never thought I'd say that. So I have actually changed my <laughs> predictor. Um, so I've got... Semi-final number one, I've got Brisbane-Essendon where I think so do you, Jaden. Damo, what do you think about this game, mate? Melbourne-Essendon, semi-final one. Mate, I've got the Bombers ticked. I think form is massive coming in the final series. Whoever's got the tail up has got to bat themselves in and off they go. And whoever's got the tail between the legs, a little bit you know, worse for wear. Confidence isn't there. Push comes a sub, and you need to put in a performance, or your back's up against the wall. And you need to turn to, you know, your best footy to get over it. It doesn't happen, and that's what made the Melbourne game so hard to predict because we've seen Melbourne with the back up against the wall in adversity come and turn it around. Where with the Bulldogs, especially in the last three weeks, we haven't. So for me, I think that the fact the Bombers know how to kick a score, and the fact that the Bombers win the ball back so well at the minute. And as much as it pains me to say this, because there's going to be a one old Samuel Middleditch listening to this we'll podcast. We'll have to get him one of this one for absolute sure. Absolute delight. I'm backing the Bombers in. I think I'm in agreement with you. I am backing the Bombers yeah. in. 
I think. Yep, so am I. I, think I, don't, one of the, I don't even know when I went to the Bombers, but I just have. Agreed on. My, my, full, my full winners is power against Geelong. It's GWS, which I think is the only outlier against Sydney. Brisbane against no, Melbourne, which is, I think we were all split on that. Yeah. And the Bombers nah, me and Essendon. Uh, me and Paul got the same, I think, now, right? And you were the only GWS. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're the exact uh, same, Jaden and I. Mm. My big thing with Essendon is I see where they, they get goals you don't from. For the dogs, they... And I don't particularly see where Bulldogs getting goals from. So <laughs> when you're talking about Peter Wright, you're talking about Kay Hooker, you're talking about Archie Perkins, Devin Smith. There's goals, you know, that Waterman... Yeah, it's a good shout, actually, that Waterman. Do you want to hear an interesting stat about the Dogs' recent scores? I mean, last week, 64. The week before against Hawthorne, 37 against Hawthorne. The week before, 84 against Essendon, who they lost to. That's only a couple of weeks ago. That's their last... last, They do. They're pretty good. That's their last three weeks. And if you want to say... You know, recent form equals performance, which is correct. You just don't see how they're going to kick a winning score. And those last three weeks is when Bruce jumped out the side. Because Bruce did his ACL like the last minute against Melbourne, I think. Is that correct? Yeah. And yeah, since then, yeah. they yeah, haven't scored. Unlucky. So you got to look at that and acknowledge it. There's something in that for sure. There's something in that. That's a cheeky little All Australian halfback Bailey Dale back forward. If you see him go forward, <laughs> goes to forward, uh. goes back forward where he belongs. But I think there's plenty to talk about. So I think we've got two games where we're locked in. So all three of us are in agreement. Port get through, yep. and Essendon get through, and then Jaden yep. and I have Sydney. Damo has GWS, yep. and Jaden and I have Melbourne, and Damo has Brisbane. So. Our semi-finals will look a little bit different. Yes, they will. But there's still plenty to talk about. To talk about. So we'll have Geelong, I'm start Sydney. With the first one. So oh, you want to do that one? I've got Brisbane and Essendon. Yep. Oh yeah, because I think this one, I think it doesn't matter who who wins out of Melbourne or Brisbane. I think yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yes, I have that ticked. It's almost like the St Kilda story from last year, isn't it? Like Saints did well to to win their final and then sort of just got. Absolutely decimated. I don't think they get decimated. Essendon. I think if I had to pick a, I think Essendon would rather play Brisbane and have a shootout to an extent than play Melbourne and get and get locked down. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that's a fair shout. So this could be an entertaining. Well, I think there's an attaining elimination final coming up because the dogs need to find a way to score. So I reckon they're going to put everything into that, and hopefully works out for them. Against this week, the dogs because they have to yeah, score if they want to win, and they know awesome. that. So they might swing yeah. a magnet somewhere. They might make a random change. Might have to, and then if I they hope get it works. In, for them, it's the for them if it's can they win the ball out of the middle? Like it well, they haven't been. Right? That's the whole thing. Like with Trelaw, Bont, McRae. Well, it's exactly and that's the thing. So whether it's Martin. Or they have to put English back Wait. in the guts. Like they just need. A I mean, the teams came out. Did Martin get picked? Use. I didn't. I, I was looking at teams oh, before, but shout, can't remember now. Lose my, All right. my tab here, but where are we? No, nah, he, he, he didn't get picked. He didn't get picked. Yeah, uh, final teams. And that's for the that's a Sunday game too, so he's not even in the squad. What are they doing? And they're not even listed. This is what I don't understand with the AFL. 
You want to understand where the AFL? Why are they listing players in positions? I mean, the, uh, the Bulldogs actually haven't dropped anybody. How? Because they, they don't have to do their full team till Friday, so they just you just don't. Support? Yeah, but it, it's three ins and it's Anthony Scott, Riley West, yeah, and Gardner. Like, you're not one of them's the sub. And yeah, yeah. Team, I mean, yeah, I. Well, that's, <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, that's why I've always yeah, that's why I've always thought the whole twenty five thing's just a bit in. weird. Like, just pick a twenty two. You've already got a twenty two, probably. Let's be honest. Like, just put it out on a Thursday now. Yeah. Every you know the teams. Who cares? Yeah, hundred percent. There's no real. There's not many like big moves at all, really. Like across all the teams, it's like obviously Canelio's out for GWS. Um, yeah, but Mil- Mills is out. It's pretty standard. But other, is it really like? I mean, Harris Andrews and Mitch Robinson are probably the two. Yeah, but they were they were rested specifically um, for this final. Perfectly honest. They both got to play last week. Like I think Fagan yeah, came out and said so that they that just like, well, sense. we didn't need to, so let's go. Actually, an interesting one coming in could be uh, Andrew Phillips here for Essendon too. Another Ruckman. Yeah. Just to really, I mean, he probably won't. But because there's no one out, but to go with two big dogs in the middle and just absolutely just <laughs> dominate the inside areas of that game could be massive. Could be if Essendon change. get first use, if Essendon do get that first use out, well, of that's the been middle, the biggest. Um, what's his name? Bloody um, what's the guy? The mullet? Dra- Draper. Draper. What's his name? The Ruckman. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Draper. Dra- Draper. That's the one. If he gets on top. If he gets on top of this game, then the Bulldogs will be playing it from half. Well, that's the thing about the Dogs lately, that they haven't been winning the ball out the midfield despite having probably the best midfield on paper. Yeah, and that's where my concern is because then Trelaw's not as effective because he's not running out of the centre square. Like, for me, Trelaw is the best when the team's moving forward. You know what I mean? Like, he's not a... I'm going to go back and drive the ball forward. He's that polish of let's win it inside and flick it out to me and then I'll just stride forward and boot at 40 metres. So, damn, enough on the Bulldogs because I don't think they're winning anymore. No, nor do I. So. Nor does so. So let's sort of go Brisbane slash Melbourne versus Essendon because I don't think... I don't think there's much to talk. I don't think there's much to talk about there. It's the next game. It's the next game that's interesting. I mean, we're all agreed. So this is one we can do because we've all agreed that it's probably... Well, Dave has gone the Giants, but this one, is. I think there's more to talk about here. Yeah. There's plenty more to talk about. And this one for me has how much did Geelong control this game? And that's the key. I think, there's, because, I think there's two factors, and one of them is definitely that. Yeah, and for me, that's the big one. If Geelong can just suck the energy out of this game... Doesn't matter who they play. Yeah, exactly. Them. I agree with that statement. There's one thing that I want to bring up in my specific semi-final. If the Giants can play to the ceiling that they do have against Sydney, that would give me more confidence in the fact they're going to play to their ceiling against the Cats. And if they do that, they can beat them. But th- that that's all dependent on what they do against Sydney, obviously. If it's a scrappy win against Sydney, which I don't think the Giants will beat Sydney if it's scrappy, the Giants have to play to the potential of that roster, which is what I'm backing him in to do. If they can if they can produce that against Sydney, and if that gives me confidence that they can produce that against the Cats, I wouldn't rule them out. I'm not saying I'm going to give them the tick here, because I haven't ticked it yet, but I can see a world if they go and beat Sydney properly, 
by playing good footy, they can beat the Cats on the day, even if the Cats come out and play. What are your thoughts? Well, as I've told you previously, Paul, Sydney are my prelim side. So I think they, well, by process of elimination, they win this game. I can't, it's hard, it's it's hard to say why. I I think, I I just don't like the way Geelong go about it, the way they play football. But then their results speak for themselves. So it's, it's a hard one. Like if I if I was coaching footy and Beat that's where I'd like to go down down the road, I, I want to play like Sydney do. They slingshot off half back, they attack through the midfield with clean ball use despite their age and experience, and they hit up a, a really good forward line and get the ball into them and get one on ones. Geelong don't do that. They almost so I think with Geelong they almost look at their team sheet and they go, Ah, this guy is just gonna get the gob junk because of who this guy is. When it shouldn't be like that. Get it into Cameron one-on-one. Get it into yeah. Hawkins one-on-one. Why do you want to bomb it on their head and hope they take a mark or Gary Rowan third man up takes a big hanger? It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's just like a jam of good players, isn't it? They just keyhole them in and try and just go, all right, now we've got all this talent, let's just try and do something that's going to cater to everybody. But for me, like... I 100% agree with you with the direction Sydney's going in and the way they play football. I can't write off just Geelong's mm. mentality of just getting it done. This is a club that just has... I know Sydney have finals ingrained in them as it's well. different Sydney it's side. It's very rare that Sydney miss out. But it's very rare that Geelong miss out on prelims. True. It's 100% different Sydney side. I agree. But... I, I don't know. I just there's just something in me yeah. that can't tip against Geelong in a semi final. They're such a club where backs against the wall. How many times in the last fifteen years have we seen this Geelong club just weasel their way into a prelim, even when they don't Great. deserve it? Like it's just I've seen it too much, and I just think the Sydney midfield, albeit with with Kennedy. I think the guts of it is just not experienced enough to handle your Selwoods, Dangerfields, Duncans, you know, Higgins Guthrie. gets in the team. Like it's just there's too many heads. Guthrie, oh god, yeah, I forgot about him. Um, they both love I him. just think I just think the polish is just there. <laughs> oh mate, fantasy captain all year, mate. <laughs> no, he's done. Stewart's back. I don't know how long he's out he's for done. as well. Um, Apparently, he's done. all right. Well, then you got Blitzass and Tui and. What not like off in the defense? Like I think they've got the keys to deal with Buddy. Like I think they're the one one of the defenses that could deal with him. Um, so it's just for me, I don't know. Again, it's a knife's edge, but I, I lean on the experience of Geelong here. I think, especially getting to a grand final last year, I think there's a bit of value in that. I think we're sort of split. So Damo, where are you? I'm gonna. I'll like, give in my tip. I'll give my tip to Geelong only because of the experience that they have, and I feel like. The Giants backing it up two weeks in a row. Damo, what do you think? What do you think in Damo if let's hypothesise here and say Sydney are in are playing this game? What do you think if it's Geelong Sydney? I think I think that Sydney would give them a red hot crack, but I think Geelong have just too much about them in terms of their players on the park. Don't think the game plan is the best, but it works for them. And I feel like these are all guys that know how to get the job done. And I feel like that is a big, big, big factor when it comes to finals yeah. footy. Like, look at Richmond. Like, you know, they, they knew how to get the job done and they got it done for so many years. 
this is the only year where it's really fallen off the train and it's fallen off completely. But Richmond, one of those sides as well. Even when you thought they would, even when you thought they were dead and bury Richmond and in coming into finals, they'll still find a way to go and win. So I feel like the Cats are kind of like that too. And yeah, I find it hard to go against the Cats. I'd really do if it's Sydney or GWS. Um, you know what? From a spectacle point of view, I would love to see Sydney get through because I think there's more well where Sydney beat the Cats and I would love to see the Cats lose. Don't get me wrong, right? But I'm still a big believer that the GWS will come out and play their best football this week and beat Sydney. So, yeah. Yeah, I just don't see them going out in straight sets. Like, I know I've said that before, but there is something to that. Like, there, there's some clubs where I go... Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Like, you know, like even Frio did it back in the day when we beat them. And even to an extent last year with Brisbane, like those results didn't shock me based on the matchups. And I just don't see Geelong being that kind of team to go out in straight sets. I think they've got too much experience. They'll try and manage that game as best as possible. And, you know, if it happens the way that it did against Melbourne, then that wouldn't surprise me as well. If they end up losing in the last quarter to Sydney, then... You know, that with 100% wouldn't surprise me. If they run out of steam and Sydney run over them, I, there's a world where I see that happening because Geelong do not want to get into that high-tempo, fast-paced, end-to-end game, which I said against Port. So, trying to get my head around what all our finals look like. So, Damo, your first prelim, Who's your, what's your first? Your top I've prelim? got Lions play the Cats. And I think, Jaden, we've both got a different one now. So, you, we've both got Melbourne... And then I've got Geelong and you've got Sydney. One to prelims. And then I've got Port Brisbane. Yeah. What do you guys have? Yeah, prelims. Yeah, prelims. I've got Port Brisbane. I've got Port Melbourne. One. And Jaden. Oh, what am I? Let me have a look. I think you're Port Brisbane. Oh, yeah. Brisbane yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm Port Brisbane. Yeah, so I've got Port Brisbane and and Melbourne, and Melbourne Sydney is my other one. All right, do you want to start with Melbourne, maybe? Because I think... I, I mean, Jamie, you got Port Melbourne, don't I you? I do. That would so be... That's a really... Well, for me, personally, of, whoever's playing Sydney out of the... Like, in the prelim, they win anyway, so they're going through. I don't see Sydney making the granny. There's a couple of teams that... Yeah. So, yeah. And I've got the same argument with Melbourne. So that's the same side, Jaden. I think. We've got Melbourne... you got Melbourne, Sydney. I've got Melbourne, Geelong. Yes. I've got Melbourne beating Geelong, so... Whether it's Sydney or Geelong, for me, I've got Melbourne making grand final. All right. See, I've got something so, different. Well, that's because you've got, obviously, Melbourne on the other side. Yeah, I do. Come on, you, Dano. It is going to be a bit different. It is. And, I, and, I, and I'm telling you right now, power beat Melbourne at Adelaide Oval every day of the week. Yeah. I'd see a world where you do, but I also see more of a world where you guys beat them in a prelim, especially after what happened last year. These guys might. I think we're good enough defensively to match them, and I think we've got that more X factor going forward. Is so this Port Melbourne game? I think we would beat Melbourne um, at home. Yeah. Does Damo have Port Melbourne in this a is Port prelim? Melbourne prelim? Yeah. Okay, that's my that's my yeah that's my granny. Port prelim. Melbourne. Yeah, because that's yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want to yeah. ruin it, but I'm just trying to find an even point for um, all of us. <laughs> I've got Port. No, we don't. This is AFL football, right? We, we both have Port Brisbane in our other prelim. Yes. It is. Exactly. It's not cut and dry. So, Damo, do you want to talk us through your first prelim then? So, you've got Brisbane. I've got Brisbane and, and the Cats. I've got Brisbane and the Cats. And I am leaning towards the Lions to get past the Cats. 
in a prelim. I would agree with that. I, I I'm leaning to a few things. I think, right? I think cats beat. So the I cats, cats for me in my run have gone. I I'm gonna ra- I'm call. gonna rattle off why I think the Lions beat the Cats here. First thing is Lions get the week off. Cats don't. Bit of an aging squad. Yeah, they know how to do it, but they've then got to go and play a big game, obviously, to get through, and then I've got to play this one here. And I think the week off's gonna help the Lions. Secondly, I'm not. They've also got to travel. Uh, secondly, that's my second point. This game, I believe, would be played in Perth. I think. The Lions would have already been there a week they earlier. Haven't announced it yet. But they haven't announced yeah, it yet, but I think with how everything's going, they'll, the fact that they'll, play both, granny, they'll play both prelims in Perth, and then they'll keep the teams there. Oh, oh, Port, yeah, Port, yeah. Nah, I reckon Port, right, so, yeah. Port are the only, win, Port are the only team there. that can yeah. host a prelim that's not in Perth, I think. Stay home. Yeah, because Brisbane have got yeah. cases, yeah. Sydney's obviously and that, got cases. That's my next point, is that the fact that the Lions would get the week off in the way I've set it up, yeah, the Lions would already be in Perth. Melbourne have got to travel. I think that's a factor. And then my lucky, my lucky last one is is I think the Lions are always going to kick a score that's capable of winning a game of football. The onus is going to be on the Cats in order to kick a better score. And obviously that's how football works. But I think there's more of a world where the Lions outkick the Cats than where the Cats outkick the Lions. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning. So if that was the scenario that I had, I'd be leaning Brisbane... That's a really interesting game as well because Geelong beat Brisbane last year. Yeah. Who did Brisbane play? Brisbane played I lost Richmond. Prelim. Was it Geelong in the prelim? Yeah. And they played Richmond. Richmond. They played Richmond. Sorry, right. They played Richmond in Brisbane. Oh, that's right. Brisbane went out in straight sets, didn't they, last year? They went out straight sets. They had... um. um they went out in straight sets. It, was, it wasn't the qualifying final they lost where they kicked like a million behinds? Yeah, it yeah. was. And then they lost to someone else. I can't remember now. Um, I thought, who the hell, who did Geelong, off topic, who did Geelong beat in there? All right, I've got it up. Okay, we so lost to Richmond. Last year. Oh, Richmond, be, Richmond, Richmond beat you guys in the prelim. And Geelong, Geelong, beat, Geelong beat Brisbane. Yeah, we know that. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, because... Yeah, because so, yeah, yeah, Brisbane... Wait, when... This is a rematch. Brisbane won their qualifying final Brisbane against... Brisbane must have won their... Nah, Brisbane beat Richmond. Kilda. Was it St Kilda? Was it a... Was it a... Was it a prelim that they the kicked a million behinds then against the Cats? Yeah, yeah it's a prelim. That's sick, yeah. They, like, Geelong ended up with 11-16 against 6-6, but Brisbane early on were just missing everything and then Geelong killed them second half. I just think, yeah, look, if that prelim comes about, I lean Brisbane. I think they just play the better brand. And the purist in me would just want to see Brisbane kick an absolute bag of, of goals and put Geelong away. And hopefully that's the end of this bloody team, said, honestly. Geelong, I just they need a rebuild. Can they just piss off already? Right, for devil's advocate, I'll argue for the Cats, I reckon. Now, look. Yeah. I mean, and there's a world where I definitely definitely yeah. see the cats. That, that's that's my main that's my main argument. Like, I just feel like the Lions has the Lions have their own experience now. Yeah, but this team's just full of serial winners. Yeah, I thing. know. Yeah, but Big. yeah, there's a world where I see it, but I'm gonna go against it because I don't want it to happen more so than anything. 
But I'm <laughs> but I think them playing three games in a row is a, a valid point. Though, I right? think and that is huge, and the fact that it's in Perth. I think that's underrated. They did it last year and got yeah. to, and got to the granny. So, look for me, that's sort of. Geelong played every week last year and made the, the granny. So, you know, I just think it. Yeah, well, I mean, they versus Richmond. And burnt out. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And that, and Richmond was storming at that point. Oh, and yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. Lost in the whole game. Um. Yes. Yeah, see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, moment. Um. I don't know. That, that's for me. Look, we can probably cover. We'll, that yeah, we'll see what we're actually dealing with in a couple of weeks because. Yeah, we will. Yeah, so I think the next spot for us is Port Brisbane because Jaden and I have this penciled in as a prelim. I'm just going to go out on record and say I've got Port ah, favourite final. There's obviously some bias to that. Nah, I think there's a bit that's of bias positive. there. I'm not going to lie, but I think again Port at home on the negative. Not even like we were very good last year for three and a half quarters. Um, and just got run over by a very good Richmond side um, in the prelim final in a very low-scoring game where if a few little tweaks and things sort of change, we could have played Geelong and had a real crack at a flag last year. Would have beaten Geelong. I think we've only really gotten better. I mean, I know we finished top last year and we finished second this year, so statistically it's not as good and we've lost two more games. But look how you've come into it, though, Paul. I think that these guys are what, the form team in the comp, though, coming in. Um, I just sort of sum it up as we've done what we've needed to do. Like we haven't lost to anyone where people have gone, "Oh crap, you shouldn't have lost to them." But we haven't also blown away a big dog, and that's the thing, and that's what I'm worried about. But I think we're a team that's been a slow burner. We've finally got everyone fit and healthy. We're we're not really missing anything massive at this point. We've got Robbie Gray finally in form. We've got Butters and Dersma backfiring. Fantasia's fit for finals, which is all I asked for. I wanted 10 or 11 games out of him. In That's the what I said to you at the start of the year, Paul. I said, you don't have to so worry about Fantasia all year. Can... Just get him in for about half of it and he'll do his thing. Exactly. And he's quality and he'll kick his three or four. And, you know, Good player. I just think if we play the way we need to play, which is get Charlie even one on two and make a contest and then get the, the runners off him as you said before Jade and then there's no reason why we can't beat Brisbane at home I, I agree generally on that one I think power I think, I think the main thing for Port in that game yeah I think is, uh, for us Port's that kind of team I said it on Monday I just think for that for that game the prelim of Port v Brisbane I just think that Port just more experienced and it won't let the, the occasion won't get to them as much as it would for Brisbane And Port's traditionally a club that takes a couple cracks to get there as well, other than in 07 when we were raw and young. Our whole history has been we grind away and get out, get a chance. I know there's not a lot of history to talk about because the team's only been in existence for yeah, but Related back to 04 and how you guys were the best team in 01. And then had a couple oh, cracks. One, two and three, 02 and 03 we were the best yeah. team for two years and we crumbled twice. So I think... Obviously, last year being top all year and then falling short, probably don't need much more motivation to get it done, especially at home again. So, look, for me, it's it, it's all dependent on tomorrow night. And it, I think this is a nice way to move into the grand final talk is if Port get the job done tomorrow night, then I think it's all in our hands because I look at Melbourne-Geelong 
and I'm very confident on the other side of that draw that Port could beat either of those two teams in Perth. I think Port have to win this uh, this qualifying and final. I don't like to be biased. Yeah, Port. I would Paul, be. Yeah, yeah. I'd be really I'd scared as well for Port if they lose and have to play a semi and then make the charge like back to back weeks. I just think, yeah. I think it'll, it'll start making them panic. Uh, another top eight side we couldn't beat. All this sort of the demons start coming back up. Not the literal demons, of course, but yeah. you know, figurative ones. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with you. They need this just to put the string in the bow Confidence. and say we've done it. Piss off. We're at home. We get another home game. Confidence. Yeah, with the experienced heads we've got in there as well. We've got a great blend. As you said before, good teams have it, and right now we've got it. We've got a good mix of young kids. Like I feel for Lockie Jones. Like he did nothing wrong. He got injured, and then he just has not had a crack at the team because, as a back six, we've looked unreal. Like it's no one talks about Port. They talked about us so much last year to the point where I think a lot of people got sick of talking about Port. So this year they kind of backed off, and then we haven't done anything. Like I mean, we have, but we haven't pulled trees up. I mean, I, I kind of like it. Like, I think we're rolling, I mean, last, we're rolling in. Last year, you were the hunted, being top and week. in form. But this year, you're just, you're just hunting. You're caving. I think there's a massive difference in that. Yeah, yeah. you're hunting. That's it. You're just no, another team no, having no, a crack. The spotlight's yeah. off you. You're going to play yeah. at least two finals at home either way. There's, you know, you're the only team that's not travelling this, this fucking, this finals, <laughs> other than the granny, possibly if you get there. So you just get to stay home, do your thing, train each day. Consistency. Yeah, it's actually probably a lot to talk about in that too. It's a big thing. Uh, I didn't actually value that point at it's all. A big thing. There's no I WA team, zero. so they're not doing it. They're, Port's the only side. Home, actually, it's massive. Eh? Yep. Like I don't think like I don't think home ground advantages yeah. for finals mean massive. as much as usual because you're playing a good side versus a good side. It generally comes down to talent. But in a year like this, where only yeah. one team is going to have that home ground advantage, then it's definitely going to make a difference. Whether it's a questionable umpire decision going your way, the crowd getting behind you and pumping you up, and just these little things. And that's what you take. You take what you can get in a final, especially yeah. in this series, which looks super, super even between about four or five teams. 100%. And I think that's what's going to make this final series like really enjoyable to watch because... Normally, there's one or two teams where you go, yeah, they're there, but they're not going to do anything. Like, normally, your seven and eights don't have the upside that Essendon and GWS do, which I think overall, I don't think we really too touch too much on the grand final because that's a month away. I don't think it would be right. I don't think it would be right to start commenting on our potential grand finals too much. I feel like we can probably get do another episode, maybe going into the prelims where we really break that down. But for me just in general I haven't been I mean last year I was really excited for the finals more so because fans were back and I went to every single home game bar one last year so I was a bit more invested in last season and being top but I think this final series probably outweighs my what's the best way to put it just my thoughts around where I'm sitting with the AFL at the moment. I'm really excited for this final series because it's got multiple storylines. Last year it was just, are Richmond going to do it? Is it's because Richmond aren't in there team? anymore. It's a new. It's going to be a new title winner. There's something in that straight away. Yeah. And that's why it's exciting. 
And anyone, it's kind of nice that Geelong are there. Yeah. Because they're still like it's almost like they're the old changing of the guard. Won't piss off, and they're still there. In I think Park. I think to, to be legitimate for a second, then uh, there does seem to be a changing in the guard in footy for, at the moment. We've got some teams coming up: the Sydneys, the Essendons. Then there's a couple of teams outside the eight that I think can make a step next year. And then you got the older sides that are trying to have one last crack. Geelong, Richmond fell to the wayside. Even seemed like West Coast who are struggling. I think we went for a pretty exciting four or five years of football coming up. Yep. I think so too. I agree with that. I agree. I think this, like, the actual game itself is in a really good place. Like, don't change anything. Just leave it how you it is. Yeah, maybe they can change like, Last touch rule well, in, maybe. They do that anyway. What's the difference? Yeah. I know. But I, I think I think you're right. I, I look Next year, I'm looking at nine to twelve even you know like they're still capable like with a couple moves in free agency and some decent draft picks like I see you know a world where Fremantle can can work their way in like or if Carlton get their moves right this off season or Richmond get a couple oh, Richmond will be back that's for sure tell us St Kilda like this time last year everyone was bigging up St Kilda it will click there eventually. I think St. Kilda got ahead of themselves. I think that, that was their biggest problem. Oh, God, who knows? Yeah, and that's, you know, I just feel like St. Kilda, we can talk about them for ages, but they've put so much money into their team. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. They, rec- they recruited so, like, I don't know they they recruited so much, they lost that team problems. cohesion. And that's, I think, their, main, their biggest problem this year. But I think next year they'll be better. Could be next year. Next year they could be better for it. All right, Jaden, big question. One on the spot for you. All right then, Jaden, big question. When do North Melbourne play their next finals game? Give me a year. I'm thinking four seasons. 2025. Yeah, it's it's going to get worse before it gets better, I think. What's going wrong there in four seasons? Yeah, I, there, there were def, well, four seasons is a long time in football, but there were definitely signs this year that shows we are tracking in the right direction. And sooner than later, I think, I'm praying anyway, we're going to become that quote-unquote destination club that some free agents want to come to. We're nearly getting there with certain blokes like Stevenson coming, although that was more Collingwood offloading him for money. And a couple of a couple of more guys coming. It looks like we're going to get Wiedemann from Melbourne. That's a reasonable pickup. Although we had this bloke called Ben Brown yeah. anyway. It's a lot of but years yeah, of I think, draft picks too. I think 2024, 2025 will be the year. I don't know if we're going to. Yeah, I mean we have picked one. I mean we're we're shoehorned into taking the South Australian guy because yeah. of the other father sons. But he looks a player. He's playing league in the sand for already well. and doing yeah. perfectly acceptable. So then, I think. I mean, maybe we get another pick next year, but instead of taking it, we offload it for a star that wants to come to Melbourne. That's from you know inner state or something. I think there are there are definitely options for Fair. us. Yeah, and I think some of the signs from this year looked really good. Like there were passages of play where it was like I actually enjoyed watching North. Like there was just games where they just went and had a crack. Like, and I think that's just the way the teams in that. That's all I asked for this year coming in. Like I said, look, we're we're going to get smacked around it. Yeah, we're going to get smacked around a little bit, but just have a yeah. crack, show some effort, lay a, a big run, tackle, a do, do a big chase. That's it. Just do the stuff that 
is good football and is accepted as such. And there were parts. So the only problem I had was that a lot of it started with players in our team that are over 30 rather than under. Yeah, that, that's a hard thing. That's have. something we have to look at. Ben, ben Cunnington being the number one issue. Like, we're so much better with him in the side that the not that we obviously have to find the next Ben Cunnington. It's going to be tough, threes. but there's something they have to do based on the way we play hard, contested football first. They don't. Yeah. But definitely the, the signs are there, and I think that's... When you're down the bottom, I think that's what you're asking for. And, you know, Port weren't there too too long ago, and... Do you have, you know, for, for us, it was that core of like Trengove, Boak, Gray, you know, like, and they all committed and they were young. And then the Hartlett, and they're still guys that are still there. So hopefully for you, it's, you know, your Larkies and Zerhas and Taron Thomases, and, you know, they're the guys that are going to see the rebuild through. And hopefully they're the ones that hang around. I think that's, you know, and he got the what the was it Will Powell and the other guy what was his name the other young midfielder. Yeah, Will, it, Phillips. Will Phillips. Sorry, and Will yeah, Phillips oh, and Tom Powell. Up, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tom Powell looked fantastic this year till he got that like delayed groin issue problem, and they just yeah. they just put him in cotton wool, which I was fine no, with I because he's probably our next Ben there. Cunnington if we are going to find one. Yeah, and there's definitely players there, so it's it's being able to retain. I think at that point, like being able to fight off other clubs to keep those yeah. guys and that's you know it comes down to culture and I feel like North Melbourne's a club that's got culture so exactly so hopefully culture. it means that you guys can hold on to players similar way that Port did back in those sort of middle teens years where or early teens years I should say where they were loitering down the bottom with Gold Coast and GWS getting every top pick under the sun but the signs are there so Damo one, I've got one question for you yeah mate what do you just want to see from the Crows next year? Well, to be honest with you, I backed us in for two wins this whole year. So we've done better than what I thought we were going to be. And Jaden, you know where, yeah, you know where the two wins are coming from as well, right? But I honestly thought we would be that bad. <laughs> I saw what I wanted to see this season, which was a bit of a game plan. We had multiple. We either went long or we actually had some run. And like for us, it's it's a long rebuild. I. I wouldn't say it's four years for us, like Jaden saying, for the for the Ruse to play finals football, but I definitely think it'll be at least another couple. Um, saying that though, if we recruit properly and played okay, well, you're you're twelve you months ahead know. of us, Damo, because you did that painful year last year when, when we when we still thought we were challenging. And stuff, yeah, which was just well, stupid. I, I just I don't, for me next season, I would love to just see a touch more consistency from us like if we can start learning how to play four quarters of football which is obviously what the top sides do and that doesn't mean that we have to do that week in week out just more games of doing it for our squad and recruiting well i feel like that would put us in good stead to then play finals football in 2023 um but yeah look on the base of this season i know this might sound silly for a team that finished 15 i actually think this is a pass for us so i think we're a touch ahead of our curve yeah i'd agree I think people really underestimated the Crows. They came home strong yeah, last year, though. I'd agree, They too. came home really strong. And I don't think people gave them credit. Well, they hadn't won a game until the last few. I'm aware of when that. When they won three in a row. There was a trend there. But I think the one thing I don't want to see from the Crows, but is what the Crows need to do, because I'm biased, can they be aggressive in the free agent market? Because well, I've traditionally never not. Them. So probably not. They need to be. They need to be. If they want to turn it around, because it's good to blood the kids in, 
but they're going to be losing a lot of experience in the next two years. So I don't think you're going to get that naturally from playing. I just want us. I just want the Crows to the be thing great, is, well, you can't. even in the trades. Like we never have been that sort of club at all. Like throw your weight around. Like, I, I was a big fan of before we decided to just to listen, get rid of Talia. That we should have probably traded Talia out. You know when the injuries were really cropping up when he was still good trade bait because I think a team like the Bulldogs would have taken him um, back a year or two years ago and I know it's hard to say but that's something that I've talked about yeah I think think Bulldogs would now take him because it's a free because why wouldn't you Um, but that's something that the coach should already have seen and for me that's something that the club has always lacked is that we've never been good when it comes to making a shrewd deal for ourselves we're just a team that's always like been air when it comes to this sort of stuff and then the football's taking care of itself now the football doesn't take care of itself we need to rebuild uh, has the crows ever been on exposes it, has it? the crows ever been on this sort of a bigger rebuild than like this no it's probably one of the club's biggest nah. rebuilds in its history if not the biggest like even I'd say the biggest. apart from when we started and when we started obviously we were had a pretty good roster playing finals within yeah, two yeah. Years, our roster our, the roster was good and we had a good coach Right then, you went through the nineties, like the later stages of the nineties, were always around the bar. And then what? We had um, oh, what's his name with the big comb over coming coach, uh, Gary Ayres. Malcolm Blight. Oh, yeah. Ayers. After that, yeah. that was a rebuild sort of period. But even then, were we that bad? The big comb over. Probably <laughs> no, we weren't as bad really, as this. And then Craig came, came in, and he was a good, he was a good coach. Next minute, You've we never... probably should have. We lost a prelim at Amy. I can't remember. It was that like 05 or 06 against West, West Coast. Coast. No, it was five first, I yeah. think. And then, oh, no, sorry. Five was away and six was home. Yeah, that's the one. And the one at home, we really shot ourselves in the foot. I think we lost that with, like, a few minutes to go because I remember crying in front of my TV as a kid. Um, and then now when you look at this rebuild, you go, this is the biggest one in the club's history. I just need us to be brave. And I don't think the Crows, and as much as it pains me to say it, we're not a brave side when it comes to the business side of footy. Any thoughts there, Bordo, before we wrap up? Well, that's the thing for the Crows, right? They can't just, like, attack South Australians in a state and say, come home. Porter there and yeah. doing much better. So if Crows want to fast-track their development, they have to attack yeah, the free agents players. market and try and pick players. up someone who's looking for a new opportunity or or wants to wants to change his position, maybe thinks he's a mid and he's playing half-back. they got to do that sort of stuff. they got to do, like... That's what Kangas have been doing as well for years. We've had to pick up some fringe players and see if that improves the squad for no other reason than it's now a selection dilemma. And sometimes you know? it works and sometimes sort of it doesn't. Like, do. There's guys that go and get a new start and you go, and then five years That's down it. the track, you go, shit, did he really play for GWS? Or crap, did he really play for Carlton? Like, you know, those kind of deals that, you know, like, is it Matt Kennedy from, from Carlton? Is he, you know, was he one of those, was it GWS, never got he, a game? He there was a go. Giants yeah, Giants exactly. rejects, no as I love to no, call no them. Like, half their team's Giants rejects oh. now. And, and I mean, maybe maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're not super competitive, but they're in their team and they're, you know, they're still around the squad. They weren't just exactly right. They're performing, like you know, and that creates problems. Like even a guy like Zach Williams that they got on big money yeah. from the Giants, you know, he had to fight his way back in the side, injuries permitting, because he wasn't performing yeah. and other players were. It creates this head, it creates this selection dilemma that, Coach day, need to if have you can to identify good. talent that's going to improve your football department, you then you've got to do it. Like, what's the point holding on to third and fourth round exactly. picks when you're in a rebuild? Then a kid at that point isn't going to come in and turn your club around. Where if you can package a few of those away and get some established guys that have played games to help your elite end kids, 
that's the, the the method I'd be sort of targeting. I think long term as a club. So I think there's some exciting times ahead if you're a Crows fan because there's just enough there's potential there. Of a core, enough of a core. You get a year of. I, I, I kind of want to see how does Malira fit back in this team. No one's really spoken about him this year. Um, obviously with the injury. I yeah. mentioned him the other week, April, um, and, I, and I think there's a real. Not issue, but you probably don't get the speed that he had. I don't think you get. He's going to have to slot in in defence, isn't he? I think he's going to have to play that half back role, and it's going to free maybe a Brody Smith up, which is good. To go midfield, which is good. Who knows? So he's going to have to use his. He's going to have to use his skills more so which than he's capable from now of doing. On, like he's, yeah, more than capable no, more to be able to yeah. use the ball really well of half back. Um, and it probably replaces that Laird role that I don't think they really were able to replace that well this year. I think they lost a bit of drive off halfback. Well, yeah. Well, I thought they got that wrong. But I thought they should have done it the other way around. I thought they were going to put yeah. Brody Smith into the midfield and Laird would just stay halfback. But they went but the other way around. Long game there. But maybe they, they can free up there, both. Though. Yeah. Maybe they're both mids. Maybe they're both mids. And Malira comes back. Seedsman can always drop back to halfback yeah. and find another wingman. Yeah. Like, they're options. In, um, what's sure. his name? Um, Shoal, because I think he sort of faded away, didn't he? Yeah, so good footy player. Maybe you get a full year of Shoal on one wing, and you can drop Seedsman back and get the drive that way. So there's options. Definitely potential there, um, and I wouldn't be too down if you're a Crows fan. I think I think Dom would like to hear that too. Yeah, um, just Dom will. Just to show some hope, and that I'm not too biased, and I can try and see perspectives. So I think, boys, uh, we're approaching about an hour and twenty. So. I've oh, yeah. just one question for you, Paul, though, on this topic. Who's closer to a flag, North Melbourne or the Adelaide Crows? That's a great question. That is tough. That is a great question. Um, I think I'd have to lean the... I've really done always to wanted this. to know. I think I have to lean the Crows. You can choose whoever you like. For one reason, oh, and you said it, because your list is, is a lot older... I can see the the path with the Crows is a lot clearer because the kids are getting more responsibility. That would be the only thing. If I could take the... Well, we had a lot of kids too. It's just that our better players... If I could put a Nick Larkey in the Crows, then it'd be Crows hands down because I don't see where the goals are coming from long-term. And that's my big concern. Nah. With, Especially with Taylor Walker's with the discretion. We don't know what's going on there. Good joke. So for me, I think just the the amount of kids that are playing regularly and and playing regularly well for the Crows, I lean that way. But you, yeah, I mean, I'm splitting hairs at that point because North could. I, I trust North to have a better off season. So in three months' time, you could ask me that same question. I could think North are in a better position because they could have gone and and really invested well in free agency and through the trade period. So that's what makes that's me- actually really. You, good question yeah. to maybe revisit at the end of trade period that's what makes me think Jaden if you ask me that question I'd actually say you guys because I actually think you guys have the ability to probably develop your squad for the off season more than what we do and I don't think our squad in terms of what we've got at the moment is going to get close to winning a flag where I think you guys should be able to eventually build a squad that can get there I'm not surprised I mean personally for me I actually think we're closer and and a lot of that is because of our coach. 
he did the same thing at Brisbane, rebuilt them up with Fagan, and now he's doing it with us. And it just shows it shows that it's successful and it works. Yeah. You just got to wait. And just I don't be mind patient. Um, Nick's as well, to be honest. Like, oh, I'm not saying he's bad coach. Game but. plan wise, I don't think game plan wise he's there, but I think his man management's really good. And I think when you, I mean, I'm not saying that. Um, oh, what's his, what's his name again? Your mate, um, Noble. Um, I don't know enough about uh, him. Noble. I'm not gonna lie. Like I just haven't taken much notice of, of how he, of his interactions and his press conferences, the way I, I've sort of had to with Nick's. But I, I think he's a better fit for a group for the group of kids where like Pike was had his time where he was good and he was able to. You could see he was able to work with senior players. Where I don't think like Pike would have got the reaction that Nick's has got from this group of Crows players. So I think both clubs are in in good stead. Like I don't, I don't see them regressing next year at all. Um, that's maybe as much as I don't want the crows to keep. That's maybe a question we should end on. Which to. club do you think is going to regress the most over the next twelve months? Oh god! I, I, I have yeah, I have a bit of a left wing answer. Depends. It depends. Oh, yeah. oh, any any club, any club. Uh, well, I just I can't say Gold Coast because yeah, I don't even I've know how they get worse. Yeah, there's not even that. It's just the it's way just they're the same, going about it. it, if you know what I mean. They just seem to... They do the this a lot. They win a couple games gonna, early and then find some other wins during the year. Yep. And then every other week, they're uncompetitive and they find themselves really bottom anyone. three. I'm looking at the ladder now. Like, you can't say another draft pick. I think Richmond can get worse if they don't recruit well enough. I mean, 12th man after three-time premiers. You give him a pass. Carlton, do you see Carlton winning more than eight games Yeah, I see Carlton as a team that maybe with a good recruitment period can make the eight next year. I think I've been, we've been saying that for years, man. Like, when, when's it going to happen? That's yes. I don't know, Jaden. How do you feel about Carlton? Because I just feel like it's every year. It's oh, they got this guy. Oh, they got that guy, and then it just doesn't happen. You here, Jaden? That is a no. So maybe that's probably the point where Damo. Me and you. I think we, we lost Jaden, so I think we'll just wrap it up here, folks. We could talk all night. We're going to wrap it up here. Um, been a long night, Jaden. Um, if he can somehow drop in, maybe he might be able to say goodbye. But it has been great having Big Bordo on. You may have seen him pop through the streams more recently, especially with the FIFA stuff. He's pretty into FIFA. But big thanks to Jaden for jumping in tonight. Damo, yeah, mate. do you want to say your goodbyes before I wrap oh, up? Of course, buddy. Uh, from Damo and Paul, thank you yet again for all the support. The Discord is the place to be. It is absolutely popping off. AFL, Fantasy Premier League. If you aren't in the uh, Fantasy Premier League Classic Comp, you should be because uh, we've got a few boys that are actually doing really well, including me and Paul. Um, so yeah, you know, if you want to be in something really competitive, that's going on. The draft, obviously, as well. Um, uh, you can't get part of that, but obviously, there's a lot of update and banner going on there. We've also got our own content. So yeah, like I would be highly recommending once you leave us a review, obviously five stars if possible. Thank you very much. Um, go down into the the links, get into the Discord, say good day, let us know you're watching from the pod. Um, and yeah, look from uh, myself, who's on three hours of sleep. Uh, look, nice to be this, you know, be here for this special little AFL pod, and I don't think I've done too badly, Paul, have I? No, you've definitely held up a good conversation tonight, so I'm more than impressed. Thanks, mate. So from myself, 
uh, again for another episode of the PD Sports Podcast. Thank you for all your support. It's going to be a pretty quick turnaround from this one being released to Monday. So looking forward to another big week of Premier League action and we'll see you next week for another episode of the PD Sports Podcast.